Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I am going to expand on a post about what women think about. But before I do that, I want you to all subscribe. You can click on the subscribe link in the description of every episode, and then you get bonus episodes. So the next episode I'm going to do after this is going to be on fantasy responses and what men and women think that their spouse is supposed to respond to certain things and how those expectations may differ from reality and how to understand what your spouse wants you to react like and use this information to really help you connect and empathize more. But that's not what this episode is about. That's just the one you're going to get next if you subscribe. This episode is about what women really think about during the day and in the special area of kids. Because what I have realized from working with couples over the years is that men and women both love their children, but it is really very, very different. It's like planets apart a lot of the time. And I mean, a man could really be the primary caretaker of the kids. He could even be a solo caretaker of the kids. And he's still usually not going to think about the kids in the same way that women do because men just are not as uh, anxious as women. That's really the TLDR of this episode. And the thing is, is men can also compartmentalize a lot easier. And so therefore they can have entire vast parts of the day where they don't even think about their kids at all. You know, and these may include when they're at the gym, when they're having sex, when they're uh, doing something cool at work, when they're doing something with their friends, when they are just kind of anywhere. (laughs) I mean, doing anything. You know, they have to specifically think about their kids um, in kind of the same way that women have to think about their husband. (laughs) I think if if I was going to make an analogy, it would be interesting because I think men actually think about their wives in the back of their head all day more than they think about their kids and women think about their kids in the front back and middle of their heads all day and they have to try to think about their husbands at least after a while of monogamy so this can really this episode can really help you understand the gender disparity in your relationship and how much you think about the kids and can help explain a lot of misunderstandings and even you know uh, grievances that that you have against each other within a marriage vis-a-vis this topic, which is not usually thought about as this topic. It's more like, um, like men don't really understand that for the woman, the kid is the number one thought and the number one priority, no matter what she's doing. And this can lead to a lot of hurt feelings. So for example, If a man wants to have sex with his wife, he is not usually going to care if the kid knocks at the door. That's not like a big deal. He thinks the kid will either go away or in a worst case scenario, uh, his wife will um, pull him off of her, push him off and go open the door. So and get dressed and open the door and it will have been a shitty episode, but you might as well roll the dice because maybe the kid won't wake up. Whereas women think, oh my God, oh my God, is he sleeping? He could knock, he could want something, he could hear us, he could, you know, um, be alone, he could be lonely, he could feel traumatized, all of these things. Now, I've repeatedly talked about that this is a very overly anxious and self-sabotaging way to think about having sex when you have children, because in reality, if you have to stop having sex, you're going to stop having a marriage, and that's going to hurt your child worse than... uh, them hearing you have sex. 
But this is just one example of how that could lead to a misunderstanding because what men think is, that's some bullshit about the kid. I'm not thinking about the kid. What it really probably means is she just finds me disgusting and doesn't want to have sex. So in reality, though, she really is thinking about the kid. Like, she really is thinking about the kid. And you know why? Because she thinks about the kid all the time. So when your wife is doing a work presentation, she's still thinking about the kid on some level. Maybe if she's like super anxious, she isn't. If she has a massive adrenaline rush, but then she goes right back to thinking about the kid. And if your nanny or the school or whatever called in the middle of the work presentation, unless she was presenting to, I don't even know who, Elon Musk or God or somebody, she would pick up the call. And she'd probably pick up even if it was Elon Musk or God. And this is very different because you might not do that as a man. I don't know why I said you. I should assume that uh, women and men are listening. But in in this one, I guess I am talking to men because I'm trying to explain how much the woman thinks about the kids. So the man, by the way, could be a devoted father, but he would have said to somebody, uh, don't bother me during this presentation. Or he would say, well, if it's that big of a deal, I see it flicker on my desk, but they'll call back, you know, and I have it set up that if it rings a couple times, then it goes through, right? So I'm in no way saying one of these ways is better than the other. Frequently, the calm way is better for the child, at least, you know, and if the calm way gets too calm, then a more involved strategy is better for the child. But overall, what we're talking about is not what's better or worse, but just the real uh, tremendous disparity in how men and women usually view the child and how often they think about the child. So let's take another good example, date night. So if date night doesn't go well, usually that's because the woman is worried about the kids. Now she doesn't just worry about the kids with the babysitter. She worries, I'll give you the stream of consciousness. She's like, okay, it's eight o'clock. We're only sitting down to eat at eight o'clock. By the time we finally finish eating, it's going to be 930. Then by the time we go home, it's 10. He's going to want to have sex because it's date night. I'm going to have to have sex. Okay, this brings us to 1020. Then, uh, you know, I got to change. I got to wash my face. That was at the beginning before sex. Maybe I won't even be able to sleep afterwards. This is an 11 o'clock night. It's an 11 o'clock night and our child gets up at uh, six. Then I'm only going to get seven hours. You know, and if I get seven hours, I'm probably going to be impatient. I'm going to be impatient at breakfast and I hate being impatient at breakfast because he's only four years old once and you know what speaking of that he's only four years old once I really wish that we were having another baby I wonder if date night is the time to bring up that we should be having another baby etc you know what the man is thinking he's thinking I hope I got laid I get laid later um he didn't get laid before otherwise he wouldn't have bothered with date night no I'm kidding (laughs) I'm kidding he's probably actually more likely to do date night if he's getting laid regularly um but he's thinking nothing about the child at all except if the woman brings it up he's thinking possibly about that this is going to be a late night and then she's going to be upset that she didn't get enough sleep he's definitely thinking I hope she likes this place I hope that we're doing well is this a conversation uh that is good for her is she later going to say we did not emotionally connect during this date night like that's the sort of shit that the man is thinking about which is frequently really runs parallel to how much the woman thinks about the child and the child's feelings is how much the man may think about the wife and the wife's feelings because it may not be 
PC to say it, but I say everything that's not PC, so I should really stop with that disclaimer. But it usually works best when the man loves the woman as much as he loves his kids. I'm writing a post about this. Maybe I wrote it already. I forget with all this uh, content I'm pumping out. But either way, it works better in marriages when the man loves the wife and the kids at the same level. But no one ever expects the woman to love the man and the kids at the same level. That's just crazy talk. The wife usually loves the kids first and the man after that. And then everybody is happy and that's the way of the world. When the kids move out, then she loves him again because he needs her. He's old. He's balding. He's kind of like a baby. (laughs) So, you know, then they could have their second honeymoon phase, which a lot of people start, you know, when their kids are out of the house, having sex everywhere in the house again. Those are the happy couples, the people who went to couples counseling early enough that they really nipped their problems in the bud. So that's a PSA for couples counseling. But anyhow, my point remains that the women are thinking about kids all the damn time. They're relating it to everything. They are relating the the emotional impact of how they're going to be without sleep the next day and the emotional impact of that on their children. They are using that information to base a decision on whether or not they should have sex with you after date night or even go on date night. And usually they're even waiting the idea of whether they should work on the marriage at all based on the children. Whereas men usually do not unless things are very, very dire. Men want to stay together for the kids too, you know, frequently, but they don't think something like, okay, so if I go on date night, then that's good for the marriage. So check mark for the marriage. That's good because it's good for the kids to see us go on date night. I think that that's a nice memory for my daughter to have is mommy getting dressed up. And you know, she really does like the babysitter. I, I do have to keep telling myself she likes the babysitter. It's not that we're abandoning her. It's that she likes the babysitter. And this is a nice experience, you know, and I think that she's all of this bullshit, right? All of this goes on in the minds of every woman. And the younger the kids are, and the more easily you could project onto them like a Rorschach test, the more that your wife, especially if she's anxious, is going to think that the child potentially thinks they're being abandoned or they're being um, snapped at or they're being mistreated or they're being ignored. Even if you looking in are like, oh my God, she's obsessed with this kid. She does everything for this kid. How could this child ever potentially even feel a negative emotion ever? Your wife has already thought about all the negative emotions this child could be feeling now, today, tomorrow, yesterday, and how most of them are probably her fault and how she could stop them. And that is just a constant refrain. I don't really think it used to be like this. And speaking to older women, it did not. It, It didn't used to be like this about the emotional impact of what the mother could do to the child, but it always was about the care of the child you know so I have to get this for the child and I have to go to the store because she needs this and she needs this and we're going to be out of this and this and this and this this is all the quote emotional labor that women are wired to do even if they're not doing the grocery shopping and the man does the grocery shopping now in the age of instacart now women have moved on to the emotional uh well-being of the child and that is the constant refrain in the back of their mind So really, I think evolutionarily, we've proved that the woman is wired to be obsessed with the kids while they're young. So instead of trying to fight this, unless, of course, it is incredibly overly anxious or just overly anxious, in which case you can refer to my podcast episode on your anxiety hurting the kids. I'm a real big proponent of working on your anxiety because, all right, you. so if you have this stream of consciousness, I'll give you one where you should reach out to therapy immediately. 
I can't go on date night. I can't go on date night because I can't get a sitter. If I get a sitter, the sitter could molest the child. If the child is molested, the child will have a suicide attempt later in life. This could not possibly be what I should do. I am so selfish even thinking about going on date night. In fact, let me think about ways that I can potentially work from home more so the child doesn't have to be at aftercare because that's around strangers also. If you go down anything like this, then that would indicate that you're a very, very overly anxious person and should probably get into therapy yesterday for anxiety. Um, But the other narrative about, oh, the child, how are they blossoming? What are their little thoughts and feelings? This shit is just a constant refrain of the modern mother. And men have to understand that because it will also help them understand another big disparity, which is why women don't think about sex during the day. They can't. They're thinking about the kids. <laughs> they are monogamous, so they have, again, really very little uh, spontaneous desire. Mostly if you're ovulating or if you're super high libido. Mostly responsive desire, which happens when you've already started to be intimate. And they're thinking about the kids really so much of the time. And when they stop, they start again in the next 10 minutes. So it even if you are a woman and you think this is maybe a little exaggeration, still share it with your husband because it's better than what he thought before, which is that you think about the kids probably a little bit more than he does. No, no. You think about the kids on an order of magnitude greater than he does. So most of the times that you're in a bad mood or stressed have to do with how you think you're being as a mother and how the kids are doing and whether you're facilitating their healthy development in physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever. And men really need an epiphany on this to help them understand why, especially when the kids are little, they may feel like their wife is just obsessed with the kids, never talks about anything else, and is not really open to having a a real romantic relationship. This is true. And the woman will um, change. This is a linear decrease over time. So people do not think about their 12-year-old kids, I got that's my oldest, as much as they think about their 5-year-old kids kids, you know, it's just not the same. You still think about them and it's still constantly in your head, but not at the same pitch of anxiety because the older they are, the more independent they are and the more um, they can do for themselves, the less likely you are to feel that every little thing that you do is this massive impact on them. And of course you feel like that more with the first child than the second, more with the second than the third, etc. So if you are a man listening to this and this has helped you understand your wife better, then send it to her and say, is this accurate or is it semi-accurate for you? And do you think that I have ever really understood how much you think about the children and what a source of anxiety and stress it is? Of course, joy also, but really also a lot of stress to think about being a perfect mother and are you thinking about them and are you remembering this and are you doing that, etc., etc. This is what the average woman thinks about while the man is thinking about all sorts of other things. And women also, science shows that the corpus callosum is different in men and women, and women can actually multitask better than men. So women are having this refrain in the back of their head while they are doing everything else that they have to do.
So it is important to understand this so that there aren't terrible misunderstandings, such as you're looking into your wife's eyes after a long day and you think that she's feeling romantic towards you. And then after you're looking at each other for a while, she says, you know what I really realized about James? I think that James is not being challenged in math. And then, of course, you're going to lose your heart on, right? But and you're going to think that your wife is like, you know, a buzzkill and like really like disconnected from you and doesn't really even care whether you live or die. But that's not true. Your wife is just being biologically normal. And the more empathy that you have and the more that you then say, gee, I don't know, perhaps he's not being challenged in multiplication, but I think that in division he's kind of on grade level, then the more that you set yourself up to be in a loving, empathic marriage with a woman who is biologically programmed to be perseverating on these little things about James's math performance, right? Or whatever the hell else is going on. So I hope that this uh, helped you think differently about your partner and um, facilitated any sort of perspective taking, which is my goal. And remember, the next episode is going to be uh, subscriber only, and it is going to be on fantasy responses and communication. This is not sexual fantasy, although I'm sure I'll have some funny examples like that, but just a different way of thinking about communicating with your spouse. So please subscribe for that, and I hope everybody has a great day.